This episode of Hooded Holistic Podcast is brought to you by Ash and Court. For all your metaphysical needs, please visit us at xoashaco.com. That is xoashaco.com. Like the sage while I roll a tree. We like a veggie bowl with collard greens. Good healing with transparency. Southern slang and some gold teeth. Two deep bitches, you and me. Connecting millions on this frequency. Hood and holistic for your energy. Hood and holistic for your energy. I'ma start the flow yeah. and allow to let these hoes know. June 27, so you know I'm from the mo. Yeah. Rip the south side, yeah. never had to hide. Yeah. With my damn wife, yeah, that's my fucking pride. Hold up, on my uh, side. Yeah. Cause we coming tipping. Yeah. I ain't never tripping. Yeah. Foes they be gripping. Yeah. Coming down the block, it's your girl Ash. Wood on the dash, niggas stay harassed. Me, I'm looking real cute. My boo on my side, and you know what it do. Yeah. Come on, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, it's June 27th. We had to start the part <laughs> off right, man. You know what I'm saying? It's y'all. only right. It's a holiday, Listen, baby. it's a Houston holiday, you mm-hmm. know. Man. And if you know, you know. Rest in peace, DJ's crew. Fat Pet. How? Yo. Yo, Mo. Shit, goddamn. Who alone? <laughs> Pokey, what up, Kiki? Right. <laughs> right. Shit, but rest in peace to all the Houston legends, man. If y'all don't know about June 27th, I suggest, since everybody love our culture, yeah. I see you with your gold grills. I see you. <laughs> I suggest y'all get into the culture and what June 27th means to the city. Yeah, yeah. Tap into that. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode. Another one of Hood and Holistic Podcast. Yes, sir. This is episode 66. 66. 666. 666. Y'all can go check out episode eight. Eight. Yeah, we've been doing this, man. We've been doing this. Yeah. Me and Ashley share our coming out stories. And she's pretty funny too. We was cackling Busted at them. Out. We was cackling at them the other day, just listening. And um, funny. yeah, yeah. I make sure y'all go check them out. Shout out. Shout out to wherever and whatever you are listening to us on. And shout out to the people. Shout out to the people. Cause Empower while we shout to out, the people. And while we shout out these platforms, shout out to y'all because y'all been listening. Okay? Y'all been, y'all been sharing. Okay? Y'all been writing about us on the blogs. 
And I really don't, I don't know where it came from. Like, I'm just grateful that we in this position. Yes. So shout out to the people first. Thank you. Period. And shout out to everybody listening on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you listening, wherever you tapped into. Shout out to our pa- This is an episode we giving flowers. We giving flowers, y'all. So shout out to all our patrons. Listen, we got Brandon, Jay, Zanny, Jill, Erica, D-Rose, Minnie, Brittany, Callan, Lateria, uh, Ayana, Amber, Jay, Marissa, Kimmy, Brooke, Shanique, Samantha, T- uh, Talia, L- what is this one? Lavea, Ashanti, and Jenny. Shout out to all y'all. It was Brenda, Leticia, Serena, <laughs> and everybody that's listed tapped in. We appreciate yeah, we y'all for y'all. fucking with us on Patreon, man. We got some content coming for y'all. I promise. Also, I promise. Ronnie, what up? What up, Ronnie? Thank you for that love donation. Thank you. For even thinking about us, because it was random. We was like, what was that? Yes. And the homie Dread Legend on Twitter with the edibles. Mm. Fire fucking edibles. Can I say that? I might edit that out. Absolutely. You can say that. I might edit that out. We live in LA. Yeah. I could do that. Uh, But yeah, shout out to the homie. Shout out. For the love donation that you dropped on us. We appreciate it. All the love to your business. All the love to everybody out there that's pursuing their dreams. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Saying bye to these corporations who need us more than we need them. Come on. Period. Period. We sending your abundance and prosperity. Speaking it. Speaking it. Affirming it. Yes, sir. Okay? Yes. Listen, you guys, there's a few ways to support this podcast. One of them, of course, keep the conversation going. Ratings, reviews, we love. If you could right now, actually just stop and go give us a little review or a rating. We would absolutely love that. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us right now. Download the episode. Like it on SoundCloud. Whatever you're listening to, however you can support, please, 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 please. Support absolutely we appreciate it. We are trying to grow this thing and make sure that we are represented for ourselves. Period. And we're talking about all of us, our voice, we're speaking it. Nobody else has to speak for us. Yes. Oh, which made me think about somebody who was speaking for us. Mm. Very nasty. And I forgot to write that down. Mm. But we can get we, into we, it. We, we can get, get into, into it. it. Uh, Before we get into it, baby. Yeah. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling really good. Yeah. I am in a good place. Um, I'm keeping busy. I feel like I am. No, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I have a balance in my life. Like, for real, I feel like my root chakra is, like, open. And I feel the most balanced that I ever have. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm using my, uh, one, one thing, here's a tip for y'all, if y'all have anxiety, um, sometimes it feels overwhelming when you have so much stuff to do. Mm-hmm. And you, in your mind, you're like, did I do enough? I need to do this. I need to do that. So me, I plan out my day or I plan out my week and I check it off. Done that, done that. So when I'm relaxing, I don't feel like, Ash, you can't relax. It's something I need to do. You got something to do. Oh, exactly. I hate that feeling. So, <laughs> yeah. Mm. How you feeling, baby? Mind, body, and spirit. I'm feeling good. I can't complain. 
Okay. I'm in a good place. Um, I'm in a, you know, I can so tell the difference between myself now and 30 days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, stress level. Yeah. I think when you're, when you're in a position where you're having to do so much to keep your spirits high, mm-hmm. it weighs on you. It do. And it can kind of stress you out. Just because you're having to figure out what what can I do? What can I do? What can I do to feel better? To yeah. feel better. And now it's like I do what I have to do mm-hmm. and that's out the way. Mm-hmm. And I can relax. Yeah. You know, just to be in a place of relaxing. Right. Not worrying, not stressing, not being bothered, not mm-hmm. feeling like I'm not making the right decisions mm-hmm. is a good place to be. Absolutely. So I can lay on my floor for thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. staring at the ceiling and it's okay and i don't feel no type of way about yeah. it whereas being in a position where you're working and you having to figure out how what do i need to do mm-hmm. i don't got time to lay on the ground and look up and daydream right. i don't got time to be strategic in how i move uh, this has to be done right now you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so now it's like nah, i'm in a good place man yeah and yeah. i think that's a good thing because a lot Definitely. more come to you when you're not stressing right other stuff that don't really matter i feel that yeah so we we both good we bouncing this good energy off of each other yeah. and i love it so we have a great interview today um if you guys don't know the only black owned hostel in america happens to be in houston texas yeah yeah it is also owned by a black queer woman by the name of deidre mathis yes we just so happen to be friends you know. Period. <laughs> um, with DJ and she came and dropped so many gems on us about how COVID has pretty much changed how she thinks as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it was so necessary for us to have the conversation. Um, just because I always say you should always want people around you that are doing more than you. Yeah. That can help you do other things. Absolutely. And so I think just to have a conversation with somebody that is at that level of having the only black owned hostel in mm-hmm. America. Like you just don't get that. Right. Gym, those gyms from off the street. Of, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you can have that conversation. So we brought that to her and holistic. We did. You know what I'm saying? We, we did. did. But before we get into that interview... There was another interview that we came across. Mm. So, on Twitter. On Twitter. Horrible Decisions. Is that what they call? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Podcast. Had B. Simone. Had B. Simone on there. Now, this was in 2017. Yeah, this was years ago. But it's... I don't listen to their podcast. I don't even know who they are. I know who they is. So, <laughs> uh, uh, uh... <laughs> So B Simone is. <laughs> Let's be clear. I know. Yeah. Uh B Simone came on there and was calling folk trannies and chicks with dicks. And I mean it was so cringy. And the girls, they were just laughing. They were, and they thought it was a key key. We're gonna we gonna play the clip. We're gonna play the clip. You can't do that in Atlanta. Girl. Why not? Girl. Hell no, you can't do that shit. You be done Atlanta. swiped up on a tranny for <laughs> real like, yes, yes. And you won't know until you're in the bedroom with them bitch i would know well i guess you're right i mean but i atlanta also is have just watched, a mess yeah you know, atlanta you would have which to i have nothing against the lgbt lettuce bacon tomato community 
what <laughs> i love all y'all one of my cl- best friends is a tranny but she's honest and open like yeah, y'all no, it's in atlanta the BL stuff. it's the dl stuff, stuff with, that's the problem that is the huge i was problem. actually gonna just say like guys. now that like does it yeah 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 okay it's the dl it's the yeah, dl thing. it's not a problem at all no I have but friends it's, are it's the ones who are open about i have friends it. that are gay one of my best friends is when gay. you say tr- like i want because see when i hear tranny t girl whatever i think chick with dick right this i mean no, yeah because yeah. we're not gonna call a girl that's post-op tranny right no what do you mean i'm just saying because like when you hear tranny what do you think like by, like underneath a guy naked. who's dressing like a girl i know that's a cross dresser but i the one who lives like a female but they take taking hormones they're trying to eventually change into a woman like a guy right, that has we, breasts but, and freaking you'd look like a woman but you have a penis but still have a dick okay so yeah. not if you're if you're not po- fully if you're tr- then we're not using no 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 i feel the same way that's why i'm asking okay, i just okay. want to make one of you hear the word i think the same thing so i don't wait, think post op so is Bruce, Caitlyn, Jenner. Bruce, and he still has that? a penis, right? Yeah, I thought he, he's transgender. I heard he got a or trans. Is he a trans? See, transsexual. The internet. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> transgendered means I'm now a man calling myself a woman. Transsexual, I think, means you got the sex change. Oh, you get what I'm saying? She's over there at Google. What? She asking Google. Cause Cause I, I think it's transgender tricky. is your different gender. Like transgender, I'm a, unlike transsexual, is a term for people whose identity, expression, behavior, identity. Exactly. general okay. sense exactly. does not conform so to what they were born as. Okay. Transsexual, you're changing the parts. Okay. Yeah. What you thought? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think I can. No. I always want to be politically politically correct. For sure, because you never want to disrespect. Because that I didn't realize how many. Words. How you gonna say you don't want to be? First of all, let me just say you saying that you have friends is equivalent to when white people say we gonna get, but we gonna come back to that because I think it's a point to be made with that. Okay. Okay. We gonna come back to. We that. gonna come back to that. Okay. Overall, this was very ignorant. And I cannot believe that she was saying this and that they okayed it. Honey, first of all, she went to Google. Uh huh. First. First of all, she why? She was like, let me do my Googles. Girls. Why is a cis woman? Women. It's women, three women here. Cis women discussing trans women in their anatomy. Right. Or whether or not they are women. I think it's important for us as cisgender women to understand we do we are not the holders of womanhood. Absolutely. We don't get to say you're not a woman because right. XYZ or, or what makes you. Your chick the chick with dicks is like, what like the what? fuck? It's twenty twenty. Now the fact that that's gone B Simone was on that podcast in two thousand seventeen and this clip is just now surfacing speaks to the fact that a lot of people that are gay mm-hmm. a lot of people that are lesbians and maybe even trans people i'm not sure we sometimes allow people to disrespect the community in our presence Absolutely. so that we can fit in Absolutely. and i feel like when she said i have friends that are gay you probably call him certain things mm-hmm. in his face right and he and he pay it you ha- because a lot of people or ass kissers Mm -hmm. and they want to be in the proximity of somebody like her because her status and her influence is 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 something that they want right so you let them disrespect you right i don't doubt that right you know what i'm saying she i mean it's no way around it she has to be that type of person Mm -hmm. to feel so comfortable Nobody has checked you for you to feel that comfortable to come on a podcast and say all those hateful things, Mm -hmm. all those nasty, derogatory things. We found another clip of her, you know, 
be writing another trans book. Talking about what the fuck is this? What do you mean? I'm like, oh. What do you mean? Is, this is a character trait. So whoever is a PR for B. Simone, y'all, send her, let her know that she needs to shut the fuck up. Period. That's what we gonna do. And eat your food. And eat your, sit there and eat your food, sweetie. And and figure out that law, that lawsuit behind that book that you plagiarized. Um. So, carrying on. Back to back to the hood and holistic teens. Mm-hmm. We we like to spotlight a few of the queer and lesbian people that have came onto our show. Yes. Um. This is Pride Month, so y'all get into it. You know what I'm saying? We do share our platform all the time. With other queer people, other black businesses, other this is something we do. We didn't build this for us; we built it to, for for us, mm-hmm. meaning everybody. Exactly. So, um, shout out to Naj who was on our show, uh, speaking about being poly, as well as Jazz, Tink, and Dev, two beautiful souls on Instagram, came on our podcast and talked about uh, they, how they met, the, yeah, you know, the dating, the leading, leaving their men, and. Yeah, been madly in love for many years. Yes. <laughs> love it. Uh, Shelly with uh, Let's Talk Radio here in LA. Shelly was like one of our first sponsors ever. Um, yes. Invited us to talk on her show, Just Chop Game. We was talking about all kind of shit. Y'all go check that out. That's on YouTube. Love Shelly. Um, we got Fitchy and Nay, uh, the sinners. This, listen, Por- I wore my shirt today. Porn Hub Royalty. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They yes. came. And chopped it up and talked about BDSM and a whole lot of freaky shit. We still got to get that content <laughs> about going to the sex stores and shit. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when outside open up, it's on. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Leela. Um, Ryan with Rob. what was the uh shakedown? The shakedown. The shakedown. Yeah. If y'all haven't seen that documentary, it's the it was the only uh, adult film that was featured on Pornhub that wasn't actually porn. Porn. Yeah. yeah. So Leela came by and she talked with the girls and chopped it up. But she actually just sent us some fly ass gear so thank you thank for that you for that um red and ashley two mom coach on instagram came and talked motherhood and you know that was so cool, that was cool. yeah because we have don't they just make you feel warm i know i'll be wanting to go whole moon send moon to me just ship them overnight them it's cool uh chase sloan came on yes. talked to us about ownership as far as owning your home um and then we had Jessica Zairi yes. um, come on and talk about her experience as a trans woman. And Speaking the for and trans women. Speaking for trans women. she should. out of pocket to have a conversation about trans women. And there's not a trans woman present. Hello. That's just my personal opinion. Um, yeah, so that you don't sound like an ignorant asshole. And period. <laughs> That's why we created this space. And because period. of shit like that. Nobody's going to talk about lesbians or, or, or any of that. Yeah. About me. Give y'all represent, representation about me without me having a word about it. So and that's just that. Hood and holistic is for the culture. Exactly. Yeah. So we know that COVID has pretty much changed travel plans. Shit, it's changed our anniversary plans. It's yes. changed us going home. It's changed a lot of things. Um, But for people that are actually in the travel slash hospitality business, it looks way different. And so what we wanted to do was ask people, are y'all traveling during COVID? Like, what y'all doing? Some people are definitely out here going to get some of that uh, long distance thing. Uh-huh. And um, if y'all need a place to stay <laughs> in Houston, uh-huh. we got the person for y'all. Wonder stay. Wonder stay Houston. You love to see it. We're getting into it. Let's speak with Deidre Mathis.
Deja. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Yes, welcome to Hood and Holistic Podcast. Thank you for having Podcast. me. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. We had to get you in. When we exchanged numbers, like, we moved right after that. And I was like, dang, we never really got to, like, hang out or anything. I know, but I'll be in LA soon, so yes. we can definitely hang out then. Tap Absolutely, in. we take everybody to WeHo. It's the place to go. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's real. Cool. Where is that? Uh, West Hollywood. It's oh. very cute. All the bars, and yes. you know, we take everybody to the one spot. Get you christened. Get you good, good and drunk. You know, <laughs> that's what we do. You know, low key. That's what we do. Okay. Yeah. People don't well, know. I can't but wait for September. We got you. So before we get into it. Introduce yourself to the people. Tell, tell the people tell about who our you listeners are. who you are. Okay. Um, well, I always say I'm the worst person to talk about myself or oh. say anything, but I'll try. So I'm Deidre. I'm originally from Florida. I've been living in Texas for the past five years. Okay. Um, I am an avid traveler. I've been traveling since I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, literally have not stopped since then. Um, I've been to 45 countries wow. on all seven continents. Yes. Um, and I'm also a full-time entrepreneur, so most people may know me from owning Wonder's Day, which is the first black-owned hostel in the U.S. Hold on, 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 hold on. <laughs> you said Wonder's Day is the what? The first black-owned hostel in the U.S. Yes, so. okay, okay. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. And just for people who are kind of unsure about hostels, so hostels are um, just like private and shared accommodations. Um, so think about like a college dorm room, but much nicer. So we offer rooms where people can stay by themselves or we offer rooms where people can kind of pay less money and then stay with other people and meet new friends. So, okay. yeah, we've been open for almost two years and we're headquartered here in Houston. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm an AKA. I love my sorority. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, awesome. That's you also have a book, either. right? Oh, yes, I do. Lord, I almost forgot. Drop Listen. it. so and um so during my gap year so i finished my master's degree and i took a gap year i moved to australia um and everybody was like oh my god Deidre, like are you scared like how did you save up all that money like i would get all of these questions every single day and people would literally tell me like you need to write a book and i was like wait what um and then i mean it just dawned on me one day i was like you know what i'm journaling anyway i had a travel blog at that time Mm -hmm. so i'm like why not monetize this and make it into a book and that's what i did so I wrote Wonderlust for the Young Broke Professional. Um, And that is just a book that kind of just talks about how you don't have to be like this super wealthy person to travel. Yes. I think that is what keeps a lot of people from traveling. Mm -hmm. Just the idea of like, I know I can't do that. I know that's expensive. Mm -hmm. And our first trip was to Cancun and we paid probably like $900 for both of us and the resort. So. You can definitely travel. So, right? y'all check that out. Wonderlust for the young broke <laughs> professional. Yeah. You know yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's so many deals. And so, I mean, I could talk for hours just on like creative ways to travel for cheap. We'll yeah. save that for another day. But yeah. definitely check out the book. But yeah, there's so many creative things people can do to go out and see the world for like a fraction of the cost. So, I'm just all about that. I'm all yes. about getting people more exposed to traveling. I think I think it's cool that you even have a hostel because moving out here in LA, people actually live. Oh, that's like, how they live. They, they, like, they live in like a community type of space it's like so yeah, crazy. yeah it's, so a, it's called a co-living yes mm-hmm. that's exactly what yep. it is. so it's like that's like very you was thinking ahead with that absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. so what does yeah. ownership as a black woman in america mean to you 
When I tell you, like, I love that question, I love when you presented that question to me, and it, it really made me, when I read it, I was like, whoa, like, that's deep. Yeah. Um, ownership to me as a black woman means everything. I always tell people about this story. So I graduated from FAMU. There was a girl who uh, went to college with me a few years before me. Um, she graduated. She went up to Chicago. She opened up an ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. And her ice cream shop was super successful. And President Obama had actually taken his um, team there. So they all had ice cream there. And, of course, you know, everyone's out taking photos. And so her brand was really elevated because you got the president of the United States eating at your ice cream Mm -hmm. shop. So her landlord, I guess, saw that as an opportunity to say, oh, okay, so you're going to be highlighted in all these major news outlets and stuff. I'm going to double your rent. Wow. And so as a a business owner, you're like, wait, I I I have no idea how much she was paying, but let's just say, you know, for shits and giggles, let's say she was paying 5000 a month. Okay. So you're getting used to paying 5000 a month. You can maintain that. You can make some profit off of that. You're good. Right. And then the next day someone comes in and says, yeah, when we renew your lease, we're going to make you pay 10000 mm-hmm. How do you handle that? Sure. And I think for me, that was my, like I always say, my Oprah aha moment where mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? No, Deidre, you got to own because go. I don't want anyone having any say-so and like how successful my business can be. Like, right. so ownership for me means everything. Yes. That, that's very unfortunate <laughs> that people would jack up the rent like that. But it's oh, like yeah. when you even think about being black, like I know there's a tax. There's a special <laughs> tax that you tax black people just because you black. And it's yeah. like we have yep. to make up for so much. And people like, oh, you know, I don't want to pay this much for a T-shirt. It's like, bro, I'm doing this all myself. Like, it's exactly. different. You got to separate prison labor and child labor from, from exactly. what I do. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. That's that's a great point because the prison labor and, you know, all child labor, you're paying those people 50 cents, Nothing. 75 cents, and then you're selling it for 30. But exactly. with this shirt, no, I'm buying it all myself, doing right. it all myself. That's a great point. Right. You know? So what would you say sparked the idea to actually have a hostel here? Yeah. So um, during that year abroad, so like I said, I'm originally from Florida. Um, I lived in Maryland, um, the Maryland, D.C. area for about five years while I was in grad school. Um, and so when I was abroad, it was, I was like, okay, where am I going to go? Like, where's my next city? Where's my next state? Mm-hmm. I had always wanted to live in Texas mm-hmm. and I cannot tell you why I, I found a <laughs> journal I was writing back in like 2007. And I was like, in 10 years, I'm going to be living in Texas. <laughs> married, all this. I have no idea why. Um, but, uh, you know, long story short, I ended up moving out here, um, for a job. I was a study abroad recruiter after I came home from my gap year. And, you know, like the city just, you know, it's the fourth largest city, most mm-hmm. diverse city. There was just so many opportunities mm-hmm. as a new business owner to kind of come here and get things established and figured out. Mm-hmm. And so just doing research and there was already a hostel in the city of Houston. So I kind of studied them for a while. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I think this is the city to do it in. And yeah, mm-hmm. we're almost two years strong. Yes. Wow. I love I love that people can come to Houston and get inspired because as people that are from Houston, it's so hard to do that. And moving to L.A., we realized that, too. Well, like, people from here, they'll just go get a job and work. If they need three jobs, they'll go get three jobs. They never think about ownership. And so I think pulling us out of Houston and putting us somewhere where it's like we have to think about ownership. We have to. Like, it's not even a second thought. Like, now it's like, okay, let's get it. You know what I'm saying? No, I think, yeah, I think that's super, super important. I think you're right. A lot of times, not even um, necessarily people from Houston, um, the city I'm from, Jacksonville, I know so many people 
who, you know, are born and raised and they stay there. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. But right. I just want people to know, like, there's so, so much yeah. out so there. There's so many other things out there. Mm-hmm. So don't right. limit yourself to the city you were born in because right. we got a whole wide world we can move. Absolutely. Right. So what would you say is, like, your inspiration and what gave you that push to, like, go for all the things that you have went for and succeeded in? Yeah, I mean, my inspiration, like, I... I remember I was 16, I was working at McDonald's, um, and it was my first job, yeah. and I remember, I can't remember exactly what the task was, but I remember my manager was telling me to do A, B, C, D, uh-huh. and I remember telling her, like, I think it'll be better if we do B, C, A, D, or something like uh-huh. that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I think it's a more efficient way to do this, and I remember going home, and I told my mom, I said, I, I have to own my own business one day, because yeah. these people just don't understand yeah. it. I was 16 years old when I said that. Yeah. Right. Um, and so, it was just kind of like, and I don't know. Like, I didn't grow up around entrepreneurs. I didn't know business owners. It wasn't something that was put in my space. I think it's just because I have such a strong personality. I'm super organized, super, like, I love learning. I love reading. Mm -hmm. I think all of those things just came together. And it was like, you know what? Your skill set makes for a great business owner. So, you know, I just took all that and then made it happen. I think think a lot of things are innate. Um, When I think about just how far we've come, like, like you said, I didn't see it. I, I don't know what prompted me to become, to want to be an artist. You right. know what I mean? I never thought yeah. of myself as an artist. I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur, but I always know I wanted my own. So it's like, whatever right. that looks like to get it, I'm going to study it. I'm going to read it. I'm going yeah. to incorporate it in my life. You know what I mean? It's exactly. some things you can't teach and exactly. I, you can't go to school for this. You know what I mean? Like right. you can, you can learn things through courses, but you can't go to school for just having that mentality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You hit the it's nail on the head. I mean, there's so many people who have these, you know, nice 50 MBAs and all mm-hmm, these criteria mm-hmm, from all mm-hmm. these colleges. But like you just said, that doesn't teach you what you should already innately know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it can kind of enhance it and, and help um, help you discover things you might have not have known before. But I mean, this grit comes from inside. Yes, this is yes. something that you, you, can't, you can't read. And Absolutely. I love it. So yeah. how would you say uh, it's been navigating through like the hospitality travel industry during COVID specifically? Yeah, I mean, so the hospitality and travel industry is probably um, the most hard-hit industry from Mm -hmm. all of this. Obviously, people stop traveling, so, you know, you have your airlines, your cruise lines, your hotels, all of that impacts it. Um, So we got hit pretty hard, but I think the beauty about, um, you know, hospitality specifically is that people are always going to have to travel. Um, You know, most Mm -hmm. of our guests before were vacationers or people coming for leisure travel. Now we have people coming out of necessity. So we're located about two miles away from the medical center. So now we're getting a lot of you know, medical mm-hmm. patients, and we're getting a lot of doctors, and or not doctors, we're getting a lot of nurses mm-hmm. and mechanics, and so, you know, our, our target market has shifted a little bit, mm-hmm. um, so fortunately, we we didn't ever have to fully close, nice. um, so I've, I've been open, um, but we've definitely seen our numbers drop, but I mean, I think the key to that is just to make sure we pivoted, and we were having some income come in, um, and then just to make sure we're still updating social media, still, you know, being alive, so that when things get back to normal, people will have us on the top of their mind. Yes. What what did the plan look like? Because for a lot yeah. of people, when COVID hit, they had no plan. They had no yeah. idea what to do next or like, you know, and for us, I can honestly say when COVID hit, we kind of, I would say we unintentionally planned for COVID uh, for something mm-hmm. that could slow us down and help us uh, just stop and restructure what we was doing. And so right. I think it's helping now and yeah. it, it, right. it definitely will help in the long run. Mm-hmm. But how did yeah. you like adjust so quickly? 
No, I mean, and that, that that's a good point you brought up. Like, um, we've been using a lot of this downtime, so I'm actually working on opening our second location, which I, I can't yes. disclose any information yes. on it. But this we downtime has allowed us to kind of really study study our market, study our business, study our growth plan. Like, I wouldn't have had time to sit and do this right. when we were, you know, full every single day. I wouldn't right. have had the time. So I'm trying to look at this situation in the best possible way forward. And for me, that looks like, okay, yeah, Deidre, your business is going to be hit hard for the next three to six months. But if you come out next year with a second location, you hmm. really came out on top. Yep. Right. Um, you know, as for, you're right. A lot of people didn't have, I mean, if you would have told me, Deidre, a year and a half into your business, this, a major pandemic is going to happen right. and cause business to stop, I would have looked at you funny. Yeah. But I think, you know, it was, I had a mentor who told me before I opened, he said, Deidre, you better not open these doors without six months worth of money in the bank. Okay. Like, okay. So many, okay. and it, you know, like we had just experienced Hurricane Harvey. I didn't experience it from mm -hmm. a business point of view, but I experienced it as a consumer, as a person living in Houston. Right. And I saw all the businesses that shut down mm -hmm. and it baffled me because I was like, wait, these businesses were only shut down two to three weeks. How in the world could they not survive two to three weeks? Right. And my mentor said, Deidre, cash flow, money. If people aren't making money, they're going to shut down. That's why it's important for you to have that backup money because you don't know what's going to happen. But if you have five or six money, five or six months worth of money in your account, yeah. you can kind of look at things a little different because you don't have to panic. Right. And so I think that was my saving grace is having that money saved up and then having access to capital. So I tell everybody when mm. people have one-on-ones with me, when they, you know, when we talk about their, their goals and their business plans, I always say you need to have access to capital, whether that's getting a business credit card or a business line of credit. You need some form of like, okay, I need emergency money. You cannot yes. run any business without it. So. Capital. Yeah. Capital yes. has been a big word that has been just resurfacing with us. Capital, capital, capital. Yep. Um, just having access to it, getting your having yep. your credit right, um, so right. that you can do certain things. So it's like, yep. that Like, with you speaking about that, how how do we pitch ourselves? Because we we see that you didn't got grants. You yeah, you. Do, I mean, there's so many amazing like, things. Forbes, uh, USA Today, yeah, Bank of America. Uh, Trust me, uh, we've yeah. been following the journey. We, I'm, I'm serious. And I'm like, but how? Like, yeah. you know, if you could give us some pointers on yeah, how we I mean, can present ourselves to get in, you know. Yeah. So, pitching for me started off as a necessity like I didn't have money I didn't have business expertise I didn't have knowledge mm -hmm. I didn't have any of that so for me it was like okay the first competition I ever did I literally went to a conference and they said we're about to have a pitch competition come up here uh, tell us about your business for three minutes I literally just went up there I was super passionate <laughs> about it yeah. you know I had everything laid out and I won a second place and I won $1,500 and I was okay. like what yeah I was like <laughs> this, this can get like addictive wow. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> I looked up another um competition coming up and there was a business plan competition coming up and I said okay Hey, Deidre, this is a good time for you to enter into this. You get to, you know, network with other business owners. You get to have a mentor. Uh -huh. You know, they'll help you create a business plan. So I did that, and I ended up winning third place, and I got 5000 for that. Mm -hmm. And then so it was just like a trickle-down effect. Like, I literally got addicted to getting fast money, like, the legal way. You know, right. I feel how people feel, you know, maybe selling drugs or getting quick money on the street. That's how I felt about pitching. Like, mm -hmm. you mean to tell me I can stand on the stage for five to ten minutes and walk away 
from $1,000 to $15,000, yes. sign me up. Right. And so that's, that's what I did. I love it. So you really just, you go for the grants when you see like a company that says, um, for oh, black yeah. women with, you know, your own business, we're giving a grant yeah. out. So you're like, boom, I'm at the keyboard with it. I'm writing them. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to eat. Not even necessarily the black women. So me and my you're friend, sweet. we actually did a, um, we did like a little show yesterday and we were talking about just, you know, because we're, she's considered like the pitch queen of her city. Gotcha. Um, a lot of people know me in Houston from pitching and someone said that like, well, do you only pitch at black um, competitions? And I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah, like, yeah. I pitch for brown, green, yellow, yeah. man, woman, anything. Yeah. Um, so I don't want people to limit themselves. You know, if, you, if there are black women listening, don't limit yourself to like black specific competitions. Mm. There's so many. I think out of the 13 competitions I've won, only about four of them have been specifically for black people. So don't limit yourself. Like, apply for it all. Got you. I think that's a good point too. I think we we were actually at that crossroads. Uh, Ashley asked me about uh, some someone uh, why didn't they subscribe to womanism, and I was like, well, womanism mm-hmm. is black woman focused. You know, when you're thinking mm-hmm. about oppression and you're thinking about being free, you don't just want black women free. You want all women free, right. and that may be why right. they are subscribed to the feminist, you know, uh, idea. Right. So I think that's a great. Um, that was great that you even said that. Like, don't just limit yourself because I think we do get a have a tendency to pigeonhole ourselves at times. We like, do. Uh, we I don't, do. you know, can we measure up? You know, and right. it's 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 actually a subconscious thing. We don't even realize we're doing. Yeah, so. yeah, you're, you're so right. So one of the things we talked about yesterday is even the language we use. If you go to a, a conference and you're with white founders or black founders, mm-hmm. a lot of the black founders they say, "Oh, I, I'm." I run a small business, or I run a startup, but then you listen to the white boys talk about it, and they're CEOs, they're founders, they run a corporation. Mm. So it's like, even the language we use, is like, so I just switched some of the stuff up on my LinkedIn and on my social media where I'm not, you know, I'm yes, I'm a startup, but no, I'm a hotelier. Yeah. I'm a business owner. I'm yes. a, you know, I'm I'm claiming what I am. I'm not speaking small anymore. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to understand the language we use. And there's nothing wrong with being a small business owner, but if you want to grow and scale and have your business be bigger than you one day, we got to start using that language today. Yeah. Yes. So let's switch the language. That was a word. Plug that interview. <laughs> what, what interview can the people go watch that you did yesterday? So we just, it's my friend and I, Arian. She owns a company called Family. We just got on Facebook and we just did like a little Facebook live for an hour and a half yesterday. So if people are my friends on Facebook, I think we did it public. So you don't even have to be my friend. Just go to my Facebook page and just watch a recap from yesterday. That was so good. So let's talk about some of the things that you've like overcome in business. What's like some hurdles that you had to like jump over clear when it comes to having your own business? Being black and being a woman, Look. period. But <laughs> no, it's, it, my, the industry I'm in is 95% white male dominated. So wow. I remember I went to my first industry conference, mm. and this is like from people who own like hostels and bed and breakfasts, like all the unique um, type of accommodations. Mm. We all got together for a big conference, and I remember I walked in there and I started having a panic attack. <laughs> so I'm a two time HBCU graduate. I lived in uh, Maryland, D.C., which is, you know, a lot of black folks. Um, You know, a lot of my life, even though um, I'm very well-cultured and I've been around people who are not black, a lot of my spaces where I am most of the time were black. So when I walked into that building and it was, you know, 10,000 people, I'm exaggerating, not that many people, but (laughs) when it was so many people and I saw, like, two people of color, I was like, oh, wow. And I remember I stepped out and I called my mentor and I was like, I can't do this. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, all these people are white men. Like, I can't do this. And she was like, Deidre, 
if you don't get your butt back in there, like, <laughs> right. you deserve to be there more than anybody else. So yes. I think it was important to have somebody in my corner who was like, uh-uh-uh. Like, you're not going to... You know, you're not going to do that to yourself. You you deserve to be in a room, so you need to go in there. Um, and I think just honestly, just I know my stuff. And I think, yeah. you know, if you know your business and you know your stuff, like somebody might look at you. I'm sure I've walked into meetings and people are like, uh, this girl, what is she about to talk about? And right. we went through the meet and I got their mind blown and they're like, whoa. Right. Uh, so right. it's, like, it's okay if you look at me as a black woman and you feel like I'm not about to bring anything to the table, but by the time we get done talking, you know, you're going to put your mouth up from the floor. And exactly. so I just think that's just how yeah, well, it has you, to well, go. You know your stuff. Can't nobody tell you <laughs> anything Can't about you. you. Like, I, you know, I do this. I've studied this. Yep. And I'm coming to take up space. Like, I didn't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I ain't getting this room just because. Like, <laughs> right. I got here right. I got some shit. Just like y'all got some exactly. shit. Exactly. Yeah. So right. I know you said you mentor people. Um, yeah. And you teach them certain things. So what are the courses or anything that you have where people can take a class from you, or is it a one-on-one situation? Yeah, so right now, um, all I offer is one-on-ones, and that's just because with me um, running my business day-to-day, and, you know, I believe in work-life balance, I have a relationship and all of that, so it's like I don't want to spend too much of my time, but I get a lot of people who will come to me for sessions. So, like, I'm working with a client. She wanted to do 10 sessions because she wanted me to help her do her business plan. So we come up with, uh, you know, a schedule that works best for the both of us, and then we work together, you know, for X amount of time. So I do a lot of those, um, and then I do a lot of pitch competition training. So, you know, my proudest moment was <laughs> um, a young lady reached out to me to be her pitch coach, and um, so we worked together, um, and I helped her craft her pitch and do it. Do you guys know, like, we actually entered into a pitch competition together. She won first, I won second. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Everybody was like, Deidre, you pitched her so good, she beat you. Like, how do you feel about that? And I said, are you kidding me? My prices just went up. I Here, we go. Hello. Here we go. You, got, you love when the, when, the, when the student becomes the, the te- teacher. You got yes. it? You yes. got it? That is a That's proud beautiful. moment. Yes. It's like, look at my baby yes. girl. Yes. So let's talk about, let's get into the traveling a little bit more. Um, you said yeah. you've been to seven continents, right? Right. Yep. What was that? Mm-hmm. Forty-five countries. Forty-five. Mm-hmm. How how is that? How would you say traveling is for you? Knowing that you know you you're a black woman. I know for us being a couple, we're mm-hmm. always skeptical of the places that we go. Like I'm I'm not even gonna lie. I will look up like to see just how friendly the city is. Yeah, you know how, what I mean? Like, right. Um. So how how do you feel? Do you travel alone? Yeah, so I, I do I do a lot of my traveling. Well, not now. More I don't travel alone as much now. When I was younger I did. Um and I also I have a girlfriend. We you know, we're both feminine, we travel um together. Um and mm-hmm. one of the things that I noticed, like for example, when we go to Jamaica, mm-hmm. um and I and I, I I really had to really swallow this hard pill and come to this realization that when you're in another country and another culture, even though it might be wrong and their beliefs are not my beliefs, Mm -hmm. I have to follow to what standards are. So, like, when we're in Jamaica, we're sisters. Like, you know, we're we're sisters. When we're in the Middle East, you know, that's my cousin. Right. You know, um, and it's just the way of the world, and I hate that, you know, and I think we're making changes every day to make sure that, you know, LGBTQ people can travel just as openly as everybody else. Mm-hmm. But until we get to that point, I didn't want it to stop us from still seeing the world. So, yes, you know, we yeah. go to some places like Thailand and, you know, we could be extremely open about it, you know, because yeah. they're, they're, Thailand is the number one 
uh, LGBTQ um, honeymoon destination in the world. So they're really open about it. Um, But yeah, it is super important to do research because, you know, she and I went to Africa together. And, you know, in certain countries in Africa, if you're gay, you you go to jail. jail. Right. right. So it's like, we didn't want to not go. Um, You know, and I I really, like I said, I struggled with that. I was like, am I not being my authentic self if Mm -hmm. I'm not? And I was like, you know, I know Deidre because you're a traveler and, you know, you just happen to be a person who's in the same sex relationship. So it's like, you're not, you're not not being who you are. You're just, you know, you're being a traveler, but you're respecting someone else's culture, even though I don't agree or believe in it. I don't know what it, like people clock us. It's so, we can be so, like the guys, they be like, they be like, y'all kiss. We was literally at a restaurant and the guy was like, he was taking our picture and he was like, now kiss. And I'm like, like, even No, but seriously, even one time this lady, and it was weird because we were on the beach in our two pieces, like we weren't giving off anything. And she was like taking Uh our pictures and she's like, okay, kiss. And we're like, like, what are you doing, lady? Yes. It's it's so weird. And I'm I'm masculine presenting, so I know like, you know, it's kind of hard for us to to just like pass. We just kind of make, you know, make light of it. But it's like, damn, Yeah. But we haven't been anywhere that's like extremely homophobic and that's like yeah. you said like having to tuck that a little bit that's p- partially why it's like Ugh, I don't yeah. know I don't know how to turn tone down like oh my yeah. god I don't know like, how what to would not- you do get now that I have a, now that I have a haircut it's like <laughs> I don't want to be harassed <laughs> you know what like that that's a good point that's and I privilege. actually you know, like, I, I have a study abroad background. So when I worked in study abroad, and we would have a training for all of our students who were getting ready to go abroad. And that's one of the sessions we had Damn. for masculine presenting, um, wow. you know, women or even feminine presenting men. Like, mm. how do you present yourself in these countries? And, you know, we can have a whole conversation about that. Wow. But it is yeah, tough. It, because you, you literally are telling somebody, don't be who you are yeah. for X amount of time. And I don't even know. I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could go to a country where I felt like just me being myself physically was going to cause any type of issue. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. So... You have all these businesses. You you're a landlord, so you have yes. three units. We read, I believe, three yep. properties. Okay, three um, properties. and then you have Wonderstay. Yep. How is it? What does self care look like for you? Yeah, so self care is super important to me. Um, I, I'm a strong believer of work hard, play even harder. Yes. Um, I'm a Massage aholic. I literally get massages at least once a week, massages and facials. I'm at the spa at least once a week or maybe every other week. Of course, with this COVID going on, I haven't been able to do that as much. But, you know, that's the first thing. I, I love a good spa day. Yes. Um, and second to that, like, um, I-, I take a trip. Like, if I get okay. stressed out, I'll be like, babe, it's a cheap flight to Mexico. Can we go to Mexico this weekend? Yes. She's like, okay. <laughs> oh, She's okay. like, okay. Okay. Because I just put on Instagram that I'm like, how do y'all feel about traveling right now? Have y'all traveled? Mm-hmm. Are you going to travel anytime soon? What mm-hmm. are your takes on traveling right now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm like stuck in a rock and a hard place. Like we, we've had like four trips this year that have been canceled. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, part of me, the human part of me is like, Deidre, you've been traveling all your life. You can sit down for one year while yeah. the world kind of goes through this mess. But the other part of me is like, no, I want to go. Yeah. We, um, so we, we kind of like push back some of our trips. Like we are going to Japan in November. 
Um, And then we're actually doing a cruise in December. So we're kind of flipping things because normally over the summer, she's a professor. So normally over the summer, we have like two months where we can do whatever we want to do. So that's normally the time we take like all of our major trips. Um, Yeah. So obviously this summer, that's not going to be happening. So we were just like, okay, over the summer, we could just kind of chill and, you know, do our own little small personal projects. And then in the winter, that's when we'll take our, our bigger trips. So I'm just keeping my fingers crossed, hoping okay. that these trips can get a little, happen. Yeah, you just push them yeah. back. So from the travel guru herself, she just pushed the trips back a little bit. That means y'all talking <laughs> about y'all yeah. coming out here tomorrow. And y'all want to link up? We're not linking. I'm letting you know that we're not linking. Holler at me right. in September or don't holler at right. all. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I like I have a few small domestic trips. Like, of course, I'm going to September um, or going to LA in September, and I'm going home to Florida and, and stuff like that. But as far as like fun leisure yeah. travel. Yeah. Not not for June, July. Yeah. You know, maybe August, but not for June or July. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So give us your, like, any type of community work, any resources that you can offer our listeners that can help them. Of course, they're not going to give you that. But they could take some steps, you know, into ownership, building assets and wealth and things like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just so, like, listen, I when it comes to, like, getting more assets, ownership, all of that, that is just so important to me. Like, Mm -hmm. generational wealth, like, the thought of, like, our future kids being handed down property, like, Mm -hmm. that just does something to me I can't describe. That delayed gratification of, I I tell people, like, back in 2013, my credit score was, like, a 590. Mm -hmm. And I remember I went to lunch with a friend, and she was telling me, like, oh, I just got a credit card increase. And I was like, how much? And she was like, oh, my limit is, like, Mm -hmm. $20,000. i am like, (laughs) $20,000? I think at that point, my highest credit card was, like, $3,000. And she was like, yeah, you know, my credit score is, like, a 770-something. I was like, what? And I started asking all my friends, like, hey, what's your credit score? And I realized I was the friend with the bad credit. And I thought, oh, no. And so for two and a half years, I had delayed gratification where I was, like, paying off my debt, Mm -hmm. paying all my bills, working my butt off to build that credit up. And then when I finally got to the 700 Club, I was like, okay, now my credit is good. Now what can I do with this money that's going to help my finances grow? I can go out and buy you know, a, a $60,000 car, or I can go buy me a $30,000 car and take this 30000 and put it into, you know, a property that mm-hmm. we can buy. Right. So it's just like, you know, you just got to look at your money, and, and everybody can have three or four properties, but I'm sure most people can at least get one. Yeah. There's so many. If you look on, like, um, I know in Houston we have HAR, and other cities have their prospective sites. Um, but if you go on HAR and you say, hey, I got a $75,000 budget, what can I buy me? It might buy you some old, raggedy, dilapidated house, mm-hmm. but you buy that property, you save it, you save your money, you fix it up, and then you flip it. Yeah. Or you save it and you move into it. So it's yeah. like you might not have all of this money now, but I guarantee you have something where you can you know, start to build your future um, got it. And, and gain more assets. Wow. I feel like it's, it's so loaded. Like I want to... Just ask you some questions, but that's so when my, is the memoir coming out because <laughs> that's my own personal thing. So I'm not gonna <laughs> do you like that right now because I am a very inquisitive person. But plug yourself, your your one more time for the people just so they can jot it down. You guys get your pen yeah. and paper. Let so you can know. follow me on um, social media on my personal page, Deidre Worldwide, D-E-I-D-R-E Worldwide, all one word. Um, of course, follow the business. That's the most important. That's Wonder Stay Houston, W-A-N-D-E-R Stay Houston. Um, and then also um, on um, Facebook. So I don't really add a lot of people I don't know on Facebook. Okay. So it's probably better to follow me on Instagram. 
Um, and then for the professional people, you can follow me on LinkedIn at Deidre mm-hmm. Mathis. Um, but I do most of my, like, Facebook, I keep that semi-professional. LinkedIn, of course, is really professional. Instagram is, like, where I go have fun. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Deidre, it's been a freaking pleasure having you on the show, finally getting to chop it up with you, chop game with you. I think we've been Facebook friends for a minute, and I'm like, I don't even know, I don't even know how it came about, but it's like, I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, though. Only black owned hospital. Wait, she on my Facebook. Right. Well, she's my friend. I've been talking to her. Like, yeah. wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is so cool that it came full circle that we could even have this conversation. It did. And then, so my girlfriend actually bought y'all's book, and I had been doing it. So every morning we had a ritual where the coffee machine, we would like answer a new question every morning. Oh. And we did that for like six months. And I, did, I had no idea whose book this was. I was just like, okay, <laughs> she wants me to do it, I'm going to do it. And then yes. one day, I think I saw on either, I don't know, maybe Ashley's page, yeah. um, where the book was there. And I, I went to go ask my girlfriend. I was like, wait, who wrote this book? And she told me, I was like, what? I was yeah. like, I had no idea. So like, That's same story here. It's so funny how small the world is. That is so, so dope. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on to Hood and Holistic Podcast. Yeah, this was fun. I'm so proud of y'all. Keep doing this. We're proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. That, it was so many gems. And I really feel like I want to call her back. Yeah. Cause I have a lot. I of need the book for myself. I need, need the one on one. One of only one of us need to do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do the one on one. And then, are you gonna take good notes? Absolutely. Cause if not, I'm gonna do it. You know, I get into the you things do. of you the do. things. You you better at that. Okay, so me, I'm very. I gotta remember it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna write it down. And be like, okay, baby, we're gonna do X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But listen, I'm talking about boss status. Yeah. You love to see it. Love to see I it. I love the assertiveness. Because yeah. black women, as black women, we can sometimes be looked at as aggressive. Or, like, we come off as, like, too demanding. Too like you know. Yeah. And I love that when you own your shit and you know your shit, mm-hmm. you can be assertive in how you talk. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, if it, if it is intimidating to you, mm-hmm. then that's a you problem. That is definitely Because we problem. love to see it. I love it. And I, I'm, listen, I be all ears, like. You have to be. Show me, teach me, because I want to know. You have to be from. I mean, she talked to us about pitching. She talked to us about just being in the industry mm-hmm. that's male dominated and yeah. you know even having that fear and anxiety as who you are knowing right. that you're confident and still being you know unsure just getting that extra push you know what to pitch that is confidence <laughs> because it, it really makes me think about when i and i always tell the story when i was working at uh, in retail how i could sell other people's shit but when it came for me to sell my own stuff i'm a little i'm a little more timid a little more passive and it's like no you give that same energy like look this why you need this this is why it's bomb this is what it is this is you know and yeah you have to do that for yourself so really i feel like when you start off even thinking about pitching yourself work on that confidence Mm -hmm. and that and the throat chakra you know start talking a little bit more yeah because you have to know yeah yeah i mean you have to talk in front of people and um knowing the right things to say right things to to you know, toot your own horn. You have to toot your own <laughs> horn. And, and for me, that's a lot. It's a humble brag. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to get in that space of speaking up and tooting our own horns and, 
like she said language yeah that was like one of my favorite parts of the episode when she said changing the language is like that was like one of my favorite parts of the interview when she said changing the language because so many times we don't even realize what just something so small is doing for our bit for our our mental like programming yes when you think of yourself as a small business you're thinking on a small scale right and so she said she got around these white dudes they i'm founder and ceo and i was like founder and ceo too <laughs> so right. yeah I, I felt that changing the language I, I always say be careful how you speak to yourself yeah um because you are programming yourself to believe whatever you are telling yourself and you yo literally your mind is your first um experiment yeah. as far as programming it is. And, and if you don't experiment with yourself if you experiment yourself in a negative way, that's what you're going to get. Right. Result. So yeah. I think it's so important for us to change our language and understand how we're programming ourselves so that we can achieve the things that we want. Absolutely. Yes. So we wanted to know, was the people traveling during COVID? Let me tell you, my city, I'm so happy that they locked you motherfuckers down <laughs> because you guys have been out there showing naked ass naked in the ass. great state of Texas. <laughs> Listen. Since March. I know because I was there the second week. Listen. And we were showing naked ass. So Which y- y'all ain't stopped. That's the problem. We came back, been locked down in the house, ain't going nowhere. We went outside one day. I'm like, are we the only people that's still inside? Because damn. Listen. Y'all was playing basketball. <laughs> At the park, skate park. Yeah, just popping wheelies. Listen, in Houston, I'm gonna tell y'all, y'all done took me to uh, the hole in the wild. Y'all done took me to the uh, parties in the garage. I've been to Jamaica. I went to Jamaica as well. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about it. Prospect Park. Uh, y'all done took me to did karaoke. Y'all done smoked all the hookah. It should be no more hookah in the city. I done smoked it all (laughs) via IG. Listen, I done been at the ball with y'all in Houston. Listen, and they shutting y'all down. So y'all gonna have to wrap it up. So we wanted to know, was well, we already know people was traveling. But, but we wanted to know, in what capacity? Are y'all scared? Like, we scared. So we asked the people. We asked the people. <laughs> or are y'all traveling? How do y'all feel about travel? And we got <laughs> we got a few things. Baby, now, y'all say, are out here traveling. Let's just say that. I'm going to say this. I think, I think that some of y'all was capped. Because a lot of people are like, uh-uh, I'm scared. And I just was with you at the house party right. the other day smoking big blunts. We have one couple. They said, me and my wife said, fuck it, we head in the Cabo in three weeks. Nice. So, uh, they have been on their vitamin D, C, B, oregano oil, uh, elderberry, keeping their immune system up. And they said they finna pack their things. And, and Period. Put, they said they finna put the sea, sea mouse gel in the uh, traveling size kits and finna get lit. lit. And ain't nothing wrong with it. I love Cabo, but it ain't, I'm, mm. you're not going to see me till after. Um, Let me see what else we have here. Flights. Oh, and then they came back around and said, by the, the way, they trying to get us to go out there with them. Uh-uh. uh-uh not me. <laughs> Beyond Deep said, once the borders open back up, here in Peru, we will continue our travels. We'll be wearing our masks, washing our hands, and not touching much of anything during the flights. For sure, just be mindful not to travel if you're sick at all. I feel that. Shout I out to definitely. y'all listening in Peru. Damn. Okay. Y'all listening in Peru? It's Peru. Uh, it with Peru? We love it. 
So, Miko the Virgo said, to be honest, I feel like I'm safer in another country right now. We have the highest cases of COVID here. My only hesitation would be traveling on the airplane. But since most of us are working from home in a way, I've considered going somewhere else for a whole month. Uh, mm, and, and just working from, from there. I feel that. I do feel that. That actually sounds kind of cute. Yeah, I would I would do I it. Would, I would definitely do that. I would do it. Do, please don't give us no ideas. I'm not going to do it for real, but I would do it. You ain't about that life for real, for real? I'm not flying. Oh. If I could get in the car and drive and go stay in Vegas for a week just to do yeah, for a month. You would do that? I would definitely do it. Okay. But Nils Fargo. Love your name. Said that they going to Mexico, but they can't lie, they're a little scared. <laughs> and if I was you flying on the plane, I would be scared too. For sure. I ain't about that life. Cabo's a blast. Really cute there. Yeah, I got to go to that little restaurant where they hang you by your feet. Yeah, you take upside down shots. It's a vibe. Love it. Mean well, it. I know one side you can't swim in the And then ocean. the other, right. And then the other side you it's can't swim. It's a billion because... people swimming in the ocean. <laughs> so... Y'all just be safe out there. Be careful um, if you are traveling. If you are traveling to Houston and you want to see what the hostel is about, drop by Wonder Stay Houston. Yes. Um, thank y'all for listening to the podcast. We always appreciate the love. All the merch that you guys are buying and oh, rocking. And thank you so much, y'all. This is like the first time that we've really just got mass orders of merch mm-hmm. for the pod. And so we love it. We love it. We love it. Leave us a review on anything you, uh, wherever you're listening, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Yes. You can subscribe to us. You can like us. You can share. Of tell course. your friends. We have a cash app, put Holistic. You can drop us a love donation. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Ash and Court. Y'all can check us out yes. there. Yes. We appreciate you And we y'all. have a website, wearehoodxholistic.com. So if you want to get you some merch, definitely head over there. Yes. All right. Thank you, guys. Peace. Peace.